hola, hola clase. Today we're going to be talking about the Cecil Hotel and um, the conspiracies behind it. Yes. And what is so scary and the background. Hey guys, this is Editing Joey. Um, I have just realized that we did not do that good of a transition from um, when we were saying hi and stuff like that to actually telling the story. So this is just me in between, you know. Okay. The Cecil Hotel was a supposed destination hotel for international businessmen and social elites. It was built in 1924 and established in 1927 by hotelier William Banks Hanner. He spent $1 million on the 700-room Bow Art Style Hotel. Bow Art Style Hotel. But two years after, Hanner would come to regret his investment because of the Great Depression. We all know the Great Depression caused many bad things, and since he opened his hotel just two years before, things were not looking so good for him. So not long after, the area surrounding the Cecil Hotel would be called Skid Row, home to thousands of homeless people. The hotel was cursed with an awful demise. In the 1930s, about six suicides happened. Some ingested poison, some shot themselves, slit their own throats, or jumped out of windows. In 1934, Army Surgeon Louis D. Borden slit his throat with a razor. About four years later, Roy Thompson from the Marine Corps jumped from the roof and was found on the skylight of a next-door building. In September of 1994, Dorothy Jean Purcell, which was 19 at the time, woke up in the middle of the night with stomach pains. She was staying in the room with Ben Levine, who was 38, and she went to the bathroom, and she went to the bathroom so she wouldn't wake him up, and to her surprise, she gave birth to a baby boy. She did not know she was pregnant. She believed her newborn was dead. So, Tatiana. No way. What did she do? What? She threw him out of a window. But she was found not guilty by reason of insanity and was admitted to a hospital for psychiatric treatment. In 1962, George Giannini was walking when he was struck by Pauline Otten, falling out of the ninth floor window after an argument with her husband. She killed herself and George Giannini. A lot of serial killers stayed at the Cecil. In the mid-1980s, Richard Ramirez, or the Night Stalker, lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel for most of his killing spree. After he killed someone, he would throw his bloody clothes into the dumpster behind the Cecil and walk into the hotel either completely naked or in underwear, which did not raise an eyebrow since in the 1980s, the hotel was in a lot of chaos. Richard was convicted of 13 counts of murder, Five attempted murders and 11 sexual assaults. Jack Unterweger strangled prostitutes with their own bras. Unterweger was abused and abandoned by his prostitute mother as a child. He then went on to murder an 18-year-old sex worker. While he was in prison, he became a very good writer. He was released only to kill nine more sex workers in Europe and Los Angeles, California. He lived in the Cecil Hotel. The area around the Cecil Hotel was popular with prostitutes. Jack stalked this area around the hotel. One prostitute he is believed to have killed vanished right down the street from the hotel while Jack supposedly dated the hotel's receptionist. Mm, I hear. That sounds like a very crazy man. Actually, I think that <laughs> I actually think that he killed the sex worker. Like the sex worker as like his mom. If you know what I mean. well if it was a woman. Like I think he killed his sister oh, to like because oh he yeah like, like he was like angry at his mom maybe he was angry that his mom left him so it could have just been like a mental thing yeah 
We are not psychologists. A lady around the area of the Cecil Hotel named Goldie Osgood was found dead in her ransacked room at the Cecil. She was raped before suffering a fatal stabbing and beating. Even though one suspect was found walking with bloodstained clothes nearby, he was cleared and her killer was never convicted. Now, this lady, Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, she stayed in a hotel before she was mutilated. She was found in a street not too far away from the hotel with her mouth carved from ear to ear and her body in two. I actually do believe that there are some photos of that. I like I Don't tell me you looked them up. I am doing that right now. Why? Yeah. Joey, don't don't show me. Don't show me. I'm not gonna show you. I'm not gonna show you. Okay. But um Um very um have you actually like seen the pictures of her mm, not really okay good maybe it's just for the good i don't know if they're real well i've seen her body like on the ground i guess but not her what are you showing me don't show me anything i'm not showing you oh no i said that's her face Alyssa Lamb was a Canadian college student and was found dead inside the water tank on the roof of the hotel three weeks after she had gone missing. Her naked corpse was found after hotel guests had complained of bad water pressure and a funny taste. I don't know. Funny what, taste? I don't know what that funny taste means. Um, I don't know if they were tasting. Like, hurt. what were you tasting? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, like, I wonder what it tasted. Yeah. I, I feel like what if tasted... there's like some of the water on eBay? <laughs> anyway. What? What if somebody's selling the water on eBay? Okay. Anyways. Anyways. The surveillance footage tells another story before she died. Surveillance cameras caught Elisa acting strangely in an elevator, appearing to yell at someone out of view of the camera, as well as attempting to hide from someone while pressing multiple elevator buttons and waving her arms erratically. After the video of Elisa resurfaced, many people began to believe the hotel might actually have been haunted. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was on mute. Now let's speak about the. Now let's speak about. <laughs> now let's speak about Elisa Lim's background. Early in her stay, she was relocated from a shared room to a private one due to odd behavior. Elisa Lamb was last seen in the hotel on January 31st. Her parents, David and Yina Lamb, who had been in daily contact with their daughter, quickly reported her missing. Elisa's belongings included a wallet, ID, and laptop, and they had been left in her room. A Los Angeles police bulletin about Elisa's disappearance mentioned that she spoke English and Cantonese, used public transportation, probably had mild depression and was ultimately headed to Santa Cruz, California. The police issued an appeal for assistance from the public and released a video that showed Lamb wearing a red hoodie inside an elevator at the hotel. In the footage, she presses numerous buttons, looks out of the elevator, moves back into a corner, steps outside the elevator, and waves her hands about. The video went viral and sparked widespread interest and speculation about the case. 
One theory arose that Elisa was playing what is sometimes called the Korean elevator game, in which pressing elevator buttons in a specific pattern was supposedly open a portal to another dimension. While Elisa was still missing, guests at the hotel began to complain about low water pressure. On February 19, 2013, a maintenance worker peered into one of the four four-foot by eight-foot water tanks on the roof of the hotel and spotted a dead body that turned out to be Elisa. The worker later said in court documents, I noticed the hatch to the main water tank was open and looked inside and saw an Asian woman lying face up in the water, approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank. The roof had previously been searched with the assistance of a police dog, however, no one checked inside the water tanks. The investigation into Elisa's deaths continued following the discovery of her body. Entry to the roof was supposed to be restricted to hotel employees, and interior staircase to the roof had a locked door equipped with an alarm that was said to be working. That should have alerted staff if it had been open. Three fire escapes also provided access to the roof. Following further inquiry, an autopsy and toxicology tests, the coroner issued a ruling that Elisa had accidentally drowned. There were no indications of physical trauma on her body and no drugs that might have contributed to her death were found in her system. The coroner's report mentioned Elisa's bipolar disorder as a significant condition that played a role in her death. Due to, an neglig due to a negligence lawsuit against the hotel filed by Elisa Lamb's parents that was dismissed in 2015, the lead investigator from the case gave a deposition. This is what the leader of the case said. My opinion is that she fell off her medication and in her state, she happened to fire her. My opinion is that she fell off her medication and in her state, she happened to found her way onto the roof and got into a tank of water. Detective Wallace Tunnell stated. In the deposition, the detective also noted, my partner and I tried to figure out how somebody could have put her in there. And it's difficult for somebody to have been able to do that and not leave prints, not leave DNA or anything like that. So she climbed in on her own. The case may be closed, but a reconstruction of how Elisa died reveals some confounding circumstances. For Elisa to have entered the water tank on her own, she would have needed to make her way to the hotel roof undetected, either through a locked and armed door or via a fire escape on the side of the building. Next, she would have clambered onto the water tank platform and climbed a 10-foot ladder on the side of the tank. Then she would have had to open a heavy water tank lid before getting inside. I mean, I don't know how she would be able to like open, first of all, that heavy cover and Okay, but there's many different line. forms but that a demon can take over you. Well, maybe that demon took over her and, and flew her to, into the water tank. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know how she Amen. would climb. I don't know how she would climb a 10-foot ladder <laughs> in that state. That's what I'm saying. Um, Continuing. And at some point, Elisa presumably undressed. When she was located, her body was naked while her clothes were in the tank with her. So that means she would have either gotten naked before she got in the tank and threw the clothes in the tank, or she would have gotten naked in the tank, which doesn't really make sense. The Cecil Hotel, which had rebranded itself as Stay on Main before Elisa's stay, had a macabre history that may have contributed to speculation about Lamb's death. They probably changed the name to Stay on Main because I guess the Cecil, like that name, it just had a lot of bad 
things behind it or yeah. whatever. There were a lot of deaths. They're saying there's 16 confirmed deaths, but there could be more than 100. And I'm looking at this photo of the four water tanks. There are four water tanks. And I I wouldn't be able to get up there. So. Yeah. That's kind of, that's like, mm. that's crazy. Um, but at least one person did see Elisa soon before her death at a shop eerily named The Last Bookstore. Owner Katie Orphan was among the last people to see Elisa Lamb alive. Katie Orphan remembered the college student buying books and music for her family back in Vancouver. She said, it seemed like Elisa had plans to return home, plans to give things to her family members and reconnect with them. That's really, really, really sad. When the autopsy results came out, it only served to ignite more questions. The toxicology report confirmed that Elisa had consumed a number of medical drugs, oh. likely to be a medication okay. for a bipolar disorder. The Cecil Hotel now. The last body was found in 2015, where a man reportedly committed suicide. The Cecil Hotel is now closed and is going through a $100 million in renovation and being turned into a $1,500 a month micro apartments. They also they're they are also renovating the building to include an upscale boutique hotel. The hotel was also the inspiration for a season of American Horror Story about a hotel that's home to unimaginable murder and chaos, which I did watch by the way. Very good show. You should you guys should go watch American Horror Story. Anyways, um personally in my in my own opinion, um I do think that Elisa might have, you know, obviously she might have been suffering from mental health issues. I don't really know how she would be able to get up there. First of all, undetected. And also to... And also to... I don't know how she would get up there. And also to climb a 10-foot ladder. To climb a 10-foot ladder while she's like... You know, while she was in the state that she was, and opened the tank, and undressed herself, and the the clothes in the tank, it seems a bit fishy to me personally. But do people actually believe that she took her clothes off first and put it in the tank, then got in the tank and drowned herself? I think so. Maybe well, she just lost energy when she was in there. I don't know because, like, how would her? How would her? Um, clothes end up in the tank with her like that's crazy going to do i'm just going to read some like the background like like the background background i'm just going to read the background that's all on january 26 2013 elisa lamb arrived in la 
She had just come by Amtrak train from San Diego Mommy. and was headed to Santa Cruz. I'm not on mute. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. On January 26, 2013, Elisa Lamb arrived in LA. She had just come by Amtrak train from San Diego and was headed to Santa Cruz as part of her solo trip around the West Coast. The trip was supposed to be a getaway from her studies at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, where she was originally from. Her family had been wary of her traveling by herself, but the young student was determined to go at it alone. As a compromise, Lam made sure to check in with her parents every day of the trip to let them know that she was safe. That's why it struck her. That's why it struck her parents as unusual when they didn't hear from their daughter on January 31st, the day she was scheduled to check out of her LA hotel, the Cecil. The Lambs eventually contacted the Los Angeles Police Department. The police searched the premises of the Cecil but couldn't find her. Police soon released surveillance footage taken from the cameras at the Cecil Hotel on their website. This is where things took a turn into the truly bizarre. All right. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode with me and Tatiana. It was pretty short, not going to lie. No, I think it's it's pretty long. But You do? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, um, the Cecil Hotel seems like a place I will never go to. I will never go there. I don't, I don't like care. why people people are still going even if it's gonna be renovated. Exactly. I don't. I'm not going. I'm not stepping like I need. To... It's gonna be apartments now that you can actually live in, but still, I'm not no, living there. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not living there. I'm not staying there. I'm not stepping. Is that anywhere. area still called Skid? Is that area still called Skid Row? Yeah, there's still there's those homeless people are still there. It's like a lot of homeless people there. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode two. Um. If you guys could see Tatiana right now, she's a bit scary. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed episode two of 23 Hours Podcast. We have a lot of ideas according to I uh, wait, what? We have a lot of ideas according to Joey. We have a lot he of has a lot of ideas. Yes, we do. And 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 you guys and, can, and you guys can follow us on Instagram. Oops. YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter, and Spotify. Oh well, yeah, TikTok, Spotify. TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Spotify. Twenty-three hours. And don't worry, guys. This is just like our second episode. We are still trying to improve this audio, so yeah. don't don't come for us. Just be happy. Anyways, let's have a love. Hope you guys have a really lovely day. GB. Bye.